You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hey, Kent, it's Kyle. I'm back with another question, but this time it's about what seems to be your new love and joy, Remix. I saw that they're looking to go open source soon, and through my excitement, I'm just wondering what benefits Remix brings over other React frameworks, specifically referring to Gatsby and Next. What features from Remix do you like more than Next and Gatsby? Is there anything that you'd rather use those other two for? Looking forward to hearing your input, and happy early Halloween. That was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hello again, Kyle. Thank you for the question. This is a great one. Um, so I have um, I, I've used Gatsby before. My old site was Gatsby, and um, I'll just say upfront, I really don't like static site generation. That's SSG, uh, or as I lovingly refer to it, uh, spinner site generation. So with Gatsby and and just SSG in general, I'm always saying no to these fun ideas that I would have for my website. So um, I want to have user accounts. Well, no, because then I'd have to have loading spinners all over the place for any user-specific content. I want to show the users something specific that's useful for them. Well, no, then I'd have to have some serverless function that loads it, and then I would have to have a spinner in place. And then in the cases where I, I need to say yes, um, the user experience isn't great. So on my old website, uh, if you would go to a workshop page, then it would have a loading spinner in place while we're determining whether there are any available seats for a scheduled version of that workshop. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, I, I thought that was not a, I don't know, it's not a super awesome user experience, um, you know, with the uh, things jumping in if they're there and then the spinner disappears if, uh, if it's not available. It's just so much better to have that loaded on the server. So um, maybe for a very small uh, fraction of the types of websites, SSG makes a lot of sense. But the, the thing is that um, if you decide early on, OK, well, this is just a simple project. Uh, SSG is going to work fine, so we'll go with Gatsby. Well, then you're, you're making that decision not only for today, but forever. And, um, and so if one day in the future you decide, you know what, I actually want to load some of this with server-side rendering, uh, you're toast. You're, you're like you have to. You, you can't do that reasonably well with with Gatsby. And yes, they do. They recently added support for uh, server side rendering, sort of. Um, but and and then they have their incremental builds and stuff. But it's just an enormous amount of complexity that they've added, so that they can make up for the fact that they are doing static site generation. So uh, I just think there's a very small amount of websites that work well with static site generation, and so I would not recommend Gatsby ever, um, frankly. So um, I mean, the, the one actually really nice thing about Gatsby is just the size of the community. But I think that a lot of people are, are bumping against the edges of what it can do. And I wouldn't say that the community is getting smaller by any means, but it, it, the rate of uh, growth is certainly um, decreasing in, in my view. So uh, I'm certainly never going to be using Gatsby again in the future. Now, my experience with Next is a lot less um, because I, I used Next years ago. Um, lots of, has changed. Um, but my impression with Next is that they really push you toward the Jamstack um, 
which is not bad by itself. And, and honestly, I don't even know how people define Jamstack. Some people say server-side rendering counts and others don't. I don't I, so I don't really know. Um, but uh, I actually don't, don't care too much about the distinction. Um, uh, Rich Harris actually had a talk recently uh, at the Jab, Jamstack Conf. Um, it was a remote conference. You can find the talk on YouTube somewhere. Maybe I'll, I'll link to that, um, where he coined this thing called transitional apps, where it's like a, a nice blend between um, a full server rendered, 100% like full page refresh, all that stuff um, of uh, uh, apps, kind of like a Rails sort of thing, um, versus a Spa, a single page app where everything's happening on the client. And the transitional app is sitting somewhere in between, getting the best of both worlds. And um, yeah, uh, Next just seems to really be pushing the whole Jamstack thing where um, they're doing so much on the client. I, I've even seen uh, examples from the Next core team showing um, redirecting users on the client side if they're not logged in. So you, they, they, I, the example showed checking the cookie in a script tag at, at the top of the page. And if that cookie isn't there, uh, then they will redirect to the auth page, which is absolutely a thing that you should be doing on the on the server side. I, I don't understand why you would want to do that on, on the client side. And so just the the attitude that I've seen from the, uh, the next team has just been pushing stuff in the server. Um, the other issue that I, I've heard uh, from people who you use Next a lot is that um, while it works really well when you deploy to Vercel, if you don't, you have a much harder time of it. And I suppose that makes sense because Vercel is where they make their money. Um, but uh, I, yeah, that makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit um, to, uh, to be so reliant on, on Vercel. Um, but you know, it's an enormous community and people really seem to like it a lot. So, um, there's that for you. So now I want to, uh, I normally don't like, uh, talking, uh, or talking negatively about things. I, I prefer to talk positively, but since you specifically asked about next and Gatsby, I thought I'd at least, uh, say the, the things that I can offer about those, but I, Last week, gave a talk at Utah JS Conf, um, and unfortunately, the the talk isn't on YouTube yet. But I'm I expect that it will be eventually, um, and I you can watch it there. But I'm gonna just look at some of my slides here, and I'll um, take you through a couple of the points where I talk about how I built a modern website in 2021, and I I go into uh, more depth about Remix than I have anywhere else, and so. Um, yeah, first of all, uh, like the elephant in the room is it was paid and now it's not going to be uh, very soon. It's going open source and that's enormously exciting. Um, and yeah, so the first thing that I love about Remix is the client and server um, interaction. So with any other framework that I've used, um, there was a, a pretty firm line between what happens on the client and what happens in the server. Um, and, and most of the UI stuff you're thinking about the client. And so what I like about Remix is that it blends these two um, concepts a great deal through the use of um, the fact, of course, that it's server rendering, but also um, all of your data fetching and everything is happening on the server. And then Remix just makes it, it, makes it feel like all of that, that data fetching is happening on the client. Um, and then it's very declarative. So I don't have to worry about error states um, in an imperative way or pending states. Um, I, I simply say, here's the function. It's my loader function where I go get my data. And here's the default export. This is my component function for my route. And that goes and gets my data. 
And I, I really, uh, or sorry, the, the default function, the, the component is what renders my data. And that component can assume that the data is there. It doesn't have to worry about appending state because that data is going to be there before it gets rendered. Um, and so that makes things really nice from an ergonomic standpoint. And of course, you uh, can, in the route module, you can export an error boundary, and that will um, be called whenever there's an error. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Also, in your loader, um, if you have like a, they're trying to to go get a workshop or a um, a call Kent episode, and that episode doesn't exist, then I can throw a response in my loader that says throw uh, you know new uh, response, and it's a 404, and then I have a catch boundary that I can have in my route module that handles those situations. So I don't ever even worry about whether the, the data exists or anything. My default export is just like happy path sort of thing. And I just, that's that's actually really quite nice from an ergonomic standpoint. Um, and just like um, making sure that I'm always handling things properly standpoint. Um, and then the like one example that I gave in my talk was I have the signup page um, where when you go to the signup page, you have the three koalas to choose from for your team. And every time you refresh a page, it's, it's totally random. And um, this may seem like a, a small thing, but uh, Remix makes doing this sort of thing so easy. Because the, the problem is that if you do that on the client, you're going to get a rehydration warning. But I can server render uh, the randomness. And the way that I do that is um, like, <laughs> it, it's really simple. Like I, I have my loader, and I, I have a, a property on that loader object uh, of the JSON that I'm going to send to the client uh, that says teams in order. So I just shuffle the teams to any random order. Uh, and then I can accept that as part of the loader data in my component. And then I just map over the teams in that shuffled order. And I don't have to worry about use effects or uh, hydration warnings, because this is actually happening on the server. And because Remix allows me to have my loader and my um, default function export right in the same file, and it's typed, it's fully typed uh, without much trouble, then um, it, doing this sort of thing is really easy. Now, I realize you could do the same sort of thing with Next, uh, but my impression is that uh, get server-side props is just not as widely used. And I'm not sure why. I can't explain why. Um, but the fact is that it's not. And it, with, uh, with Remix, um, it's just that's just the way that you load data. There, like you can, of course, use a load effect or use effect if you want to uh, to go fetch data on the client. If for some strange reason you wanted to do that, um, but like you wouldn't, you you don't do that. You you do it with this this loader mechanism, and it just drastically simplifies the code. And I'm finding myself saying yes a lot more when I'm thinking about uh, features that I want in my website, and I just really like being able to say yes uh, to these ideas that I have. Um, another thing that um, I, I really appreciate about the client-server interaction with Remix is um, the ability for uh, me to, to do declarative error handling. So I, I talked about this already a little bit, but um, I have in my slides, I have this example of um, going to go get the season list for Chats with Kent. And if the user lands on a season that doesn't exist, then I can throw a response with the status of 404, and my catch boundary can handle that. And because it's uh, because we have nested routing, which something you do not have with Next, and and I don't know if they'll ever add that. It's it's a, a very non-trivial thing to add. Um, but uh, because of nested routing, that uh, catch boundary when you're rendering 
oh, you like, I didn't find what you were looking for or whatever. It's rendered in line, like right where um, it, the, the component would be for that nested part of the route. So the entire rest of the app is still working. I don't need to worry about rendering some layout component or something to make that work. I, I just render the part of the app that is relevant for the nested route and everything else um, it works exactly as, as it should. And then I can put an error boundary for unexpected errors and a catch boundary for those expected things like 404s and that sort of thing. So uh, the client and server interaction with Remix is phenomenal. I'm really, really happy with that. The next thing in my slides here, um, I have this fun GIF of, uh, called Use the Platform, uh, which I made when I was working with Remix because it's just so fun to work with. Uh, and then I made another GIF um, called with uh, progressive enhancement. And it's this really cute girl, <laughs> very excited eating this uh, um, candy. Uh, what, what is this called? Um, cotton candy, um, <laughs> like a baseball game or something. But uh, yeah, so use the platform, progressive enhancement. Use the platform was like a hashtag that was going around um, from people who were kind of being antagonistic about Remix and the fact that you're not really using the platform with Remix. Um, and uh, progressive enhancement is, of course, a, a really big thing in, uh, in the last few years. People wanting to, to make it so that your website still works for older devices or, or devices that uh, uh, browsers that don't support the new things, but then progressively enhance it if those devices end up do supporting those new things. And these are two things that I think Remix embraces really really well, better than any other framework I've seen. So first of all, when we're talking about use the platform, uh, Remix embraces fetch and the request and response APIs. So everywhere that you're interacting with HTTP, you're using request and response and fetch. And uh, that, that's both on the server as well as in the browser. Uh, this makes it um, actually one nice thing that falls out of this is uh, Remix will be able to be deployed to uh, uh, Cloudflare workers. In fact, they, they released that just recently. Uh, so you can deploy to Cloudflare workers uh, without much trouble. And uh, eventually, you'll be able to deploy to service workers. So you can have an app that's completely offline, but still using all of the niceties of uh, loaders and things like that. And because they chose to, to use the platform and use these platform APIs, rather than making up their own uh, request response API. And in addition to this, um, most of the time that you spend working with Remix and learning how to do things with Remix, you're actually spending learning um, the, the platform APIs. And so one of the things that I love about React is the better I get at React, the better I get at JavaScript, because React is so much of just embracing JavaScript. Remix is doing the same thing for me just for the web platform in general. So I'm learning a lot more about link tags and, and um, cache headers and the request response API and, and all of these, uh, like the browser cache, stuff like that, all of these things that are foundational for the web. And so I can take that knowledge with me as I move on beyond Remix. And so I really appreciate that aspect of Remix, that I, I spend more time uh, on MDN than I do on the Remix docs. And that's that's significant to me. Uh, in addition, like that's the if I'm thinking about um, you know, testing with uh, React Testing Library. When I was creating React Testing Library, one thing I really wanted was to just give you the DOM node so that um, if you wanted to interact with it in any way, you would just go to MDN to figure out how you interact with DOM nodes rather than what was more popular at the time um, was giving you some sort of wrapper API around it to make things quote unquote easier. Um, but I, I found that um, to be, you know, it's, it's not exactly vendor lock-in. It's like mind share lock-in. So you're locked into what 
um, abstractions you've got there. So um, I really appreciate the use the platform aspect of Remix, and they do that a great deal. Uh, another thing is the form API. Uh, so uh, Remix um, uh, models every mutation around a form. And what's really nice about this, we're talking about progressive enhancement again. If the JavaScript were to fail to load for some reason, uh, which does happen, um, or uh, in the weird case where somebody um, loads uh, your, uh, your app without JavaScript, which technically does happen as well, um, you're all of your mutations will still work. So uh, rather than just having a button with a trash can icon that says delete, and then having some JavaScript that that calls a you know does a fetch request, um, we're actually using you wrap that button inside of a form with an action and a method, and um, and then it will actually uh, if the JavaScript fails to load, then that form continues to work. And this is what progressive enhancement is all about. Um, and so on my website, uh, things still technically work. Um, even if uh, if you have JavaScript fail to load for some reason, and that that's really nice. Um, and on top of that, it actually makes for a much simpler API as well. So I still don't have any use effects or or event handlers for my forms. I don't even have an on submit handler for my form. Uh, I just render the form, and then I um, it, I have my action export from that runs on the server. Um, in, in that route module. And when the form is submitted, it calls my action on the server, and I can do whatever action I need to for that particular form. And it's awesome. Really, really nice API for mutations. Um, and then another thing is for as far as like progressive enhancement and, and using the platform is link rel module preload. So uh, with the ES modules, you've got um, uh, a bunch of um, like modules that you need to load. And as you're loading in these modules, um, uh, the the module is loaded and it's um, so it's downloaded and then parsed and then evaluated and it identifies, oh, we've got a bunch of other imports. And so now we've got to go fetch those. And uh, this triggers a waterfall effect where once you fetch those, you download, evaluate uh, or parse and then evaluate those. Um, now we've got to go download even more things. And so you just end up in this cycle of constantly uh, of, of downloading uh, all of these modules. Now, this is a common problem, and it's pretty well solved by most bundlers. Um, but Remix goes a step further. And because Remix uh, not only manages your bundle, but also manages like the, the server and the link tags that appear on the page, Remix can add those link tags for you um, onto the page when uh, when you land on the page. So we can have all of that waterfall effect that's that's spreading across time. We can squish that over to the left. So we request all the modules that we need uh, when we land on the page. And to take things even further, as you're interacting with the app, Remix is uh, identifying when it thinks that you're going to uh, navigate to a specific page. And it, it can actually preload all of the modules for that next page. So of course, it does code splitting uh, on the routes. And as it as you're navigating around, Remix can intelligently identify which next modules to preload so that everything feels like uh, totally um, like super duper fast and, and you're not actually loading every, everything. And the reason that works is because we're preloading these into the cache. And so here again, we're using the platform and saying, hey, uh, browser cache, I'm going to load these assets. So I'll go ahead and preload those into your cache. And then when the user navigates, then uh, we're going to say, hey, I need to go get those um, those scripts and CSS and images and whatever. 
and um, and then it can uh, pre uh, when the uh, remix says, "Hey, let me go get those." The browser's like, "Oh, sweet! I've actually already got these in my cache." And so that's one of the reasons why my site feels so snappy, despite the fact that every single page is different for every single user, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, and that actually leads us into the next thing, which is uh, link rel prefetch as fetch. So you can actually do the same thing for fetch requests, and Remix does this as well. So if you're on uh, my homepage and then you mouse over the, the workshops, uh, showing the intent that you plan on going to the workshops page, it will actually prefetch all of the workshop data for you. Um, and so by the time you actually click on it, all of that data is ready to go, along with all the assets. And that's one of the reasons why it's so fast. Uh, so I really appreciate that aspect of Remix as well. It's just embracing the, uh, the browser um, and the platform as it is, and as it's been for a very long time. Uh, lots of these features are new, but um, it's embracing those, those new features, which I just absolutely love uh, about Remix. And one other really nice thing about this in contrast to other solutions that I've seen is lots of solutions will preload things into a cache that lives in memory. The problem with an in-memory cache uh, and focusing on an in-memory cache is you hit reload and that cache is totally gone and we gotta go refetch it. Now, if, you're focused all, if you focus all of your attention on uh, the idea that users won't reload the browser and they'll just stay with that in-memory cache, then you might not think about um, setting up proper cache headers for your assets and for your data. Um, and so then the browser won't cache those things for you. Um, and so you end up with a, a slower experience if the user refreshes the page or even more likely opens uh, the next page in a new tab or something like that. Uh, so it, it's much better uh, to use the platform and Remix does this extremely well. Uh, okay, so the next thing I had in my slides is the CSS and I'm pretty much just using Tailwind for my site, but I have this GIF in here. So you'll wanna take a look at this, uh, these slides um, where I show on my about page um, I've got the Kent C. Dodds header at the top that is styled as, as blue. And so I've got some CSS on the page that styles all H1s as blue. And um, in this GIF, I show you the link tags in the elements uh, tab of my DevTools. And you'll see that there is an about CSS file. So it's an about and then big hash thing dot CSS. And, um, and that, that is the CSS file that's styling it blue. And when I click on Kent C. Dodds, that'll take me to the home page. And you'll notice that that style link tag, that style sheet link tag is removed from the page. This is uh, ridiculously simple, um, but it is so profound. Uh, so the biggest problem with CSS is the ability for me to make a change to CSS or delete some CSS and know for certain that I'm not going to be impacting any other pages. Uh, any any other part of the app that's using that or, or in, inadvertent, inadvertently relying on that CSS. So with Remix, the way that things work is uh, each route defines what link tags it wants on the page, including CSS. So you have a CSS file, you import that CSS file, and what you get back is a URL to that built CSS file. And so then you put that in your links uh, tags and you say, hey, Remix, when this route is on the active on the page, I want this link tag to be there. And then when you navigate away from that page, then that link tag is removed. And that is the, like, the foundation of why this is so awesome is because we actually remove link tags from the page, which removes the CSS from the page. So what this means is that in any given CSS file, 
you can find all the places, all the routes that it's used. And in like in practical terms, it's probably just used on one page. You'll have just one CSS file for that page for for that route. And so when you're making changes uh, to that CSS file, you can go to all routes or just the one route that is using that CSS file. You can make all of your changes that you want to there, and you'll know for a hundred percent certainty that your changes will not impact anywhere else in the app. Even if your app is millions of lines long and, and thousands and thousands of pages, you don't even need to bother checking those other pages to make sure that you didn't break something because you know that this CSS file will only ever apply on this specific page. And so the whole CSS and JS, let's, let's um, work around the cascade problem. Um, which like I was way into the CSS and JS craze. I, I built a CSS and JS library for React called Glamorous and it was great. Um, but we were solving a problem that it was a real problem that doesn't exist in Remix. And that cannot be overstated how impactful that is. So I'm really happy with, um, with the CSS story in Remix. Again, um, I use Tailwind for my website because I really like the constraints that Tailwind puts on you to make sure that you don't have um, like a, a billion values for margins and stuff like that. Um, and then ultimately, I probably end up with less CSS. I think I've got around 12 kilobytes of CSS for the entire website um, because I, I've just got that with Tailwind. And, and that's really nice. But it's super cool to know that if I did want to have some one-off CSS for one route, that I wouldn't have to check every other page on the app to make sure I didn't bust to something. And, and I don't even have to worry about namespacing stuff either uh, to a great degree. So like your, your class names can be short and, and just relevant to the, the route that um, your writing CSS will impact. Uh, it's fantastic. Really happy with the CSS solution uh, with Remix. And it's so simple as well. Uh, okay, so I, I am getting toward the end. <laughs> but, uh, we've got this, uh, um, uh, the next slide here is talking about client-side server state cache management and nested routing. And uh, I've got this app example, that uh, just this wireframe that I drew up with Excaladraw. Um, that shows a navigation at the top. We've got a list on the left. We have one of those items selected and then the details for that item on the right. And so there, um, just wanted to highlight a couple of um, key features of Remix that makes this sort of an app really fly and awesome. So first of all, because we have nested routing, um, you're gonna have one route that's like your root route that will render maybe the navigation uh, and then you'll have another route that renders the list on the left, and that will be a nested route. So this could be like slash movies, and then you'd have sl the slash ID, and that will be the one that uh, the route that's responsible for the details of the, the individual movie or whatever it is that we're talking about. So that's three routes, uh, and they because they're nested, and each one is going to have potentially its own loader. So the nav is going to have maybe a loader for the user. Uh, the list will have a loader for getting just the subset of data that we need for those list items. And then the um, details uh, section is going to have all of the details for that particular list item. And so there are three loaders that are all loading different data. You're going to run these in parallel. And so that speeds things up a fair amount. A lot of apps um, will wait until you start rendering before fetching all of the data. And that is not fast. Um, and so what Remix does is it, it makes this faster by running these things in parallel. 
the next cool thing is that Remix only loads what's needed. So once we've landed on the page, we loaded all of our data, we're, we've got it all here. If I change which list item I want to have selected, which one I want to see the details of, um, Remix knows that that's not going to make any impact on the root loader. Um, so like the user details or whatever. And so I don't need to rerun that loader. And so it's really nice that Remix gives me this simple way to own, well, and actually I don't even have to think about it. Remix just doesn't load what's not needed on the page. And so, so my app is like even faster for that reason. And, and it's more friendly to the user um, for not having to re-download the list or whatever. And I don't have to think about it. It just kind of happens based on the, because of the way that Remix works. Another cool thing is that mutations trigger invalidation of all loaders. So uh, because we've got a cache in here, uh, Remix is, is uh, managing that with a browser cache and things. Um, we need to have some mechanism for invalidating that, that cache and uh, triggering a reload of all of the um, you know the data that's on the page for you know maybe if I change something in the uh, movie details it's actually going to change my user details in some way or something. Remix has no way of knowing and so just by default when I make any mutation of any kind so I've got a form and I post or whatever uh, Remix will automatically reload all loaders in parallel uh, for me and so I never really need to think about the um, keeping my data fresh. Um, with a few exceptions. Now, if it's like a real-time app, then I probably want to have a WebSocket or something set up. Eventually, that will be built into Remix, but um, today you'd have to roll that yourself. Um, and then um, if I want to like opt out of this, like say, you know what, changing the movie details is not going to change anything in the top nav or in my root loader, uh, eventually, uh, in the not-too-distant future, Remix will have a way to opt out of it, uh, sort of like the... Um, like the should component update sort of thing, or the React memo comparator function, um, or uh, maybe even sort of like a dependency list sort of thing. Um, and so, it, yeah, there will be a, a nice way to opt out of reloading if you wanted to add that optimization, which honestly, in most applications, you wouldn't even bother. And, and so the fact that you don't have to think about invalidation um, is phenomenal. It, it just makes mutations all that much better. Uh, and then, I don't really need to worry about uh, bringing in a state management library at all because Remix is managing all of my server state and I can reach into Remix and, and grab any server state that I, I need, even on uh, children routes. So if my root loader has, has some data in it, then I can actually grab that data uh, for use in other parts of my app. I do this a lot on my website to determine what team the current user is on and, and so I can do different things uh, throughout my app for that. So you can reach into Remix to grab any server state that you want, and it will manage all of that for you, keep it up to date. And then um, for uh, for anything that's like UI state, like on my um, the uh, chats with Kent, you have the ability to change what uh, uh, sorting direction you've got. Um, I have that just in context, and and so I can, and it's just like isolated to that that one page. Uh, so that I can have that be uh, quote unquote persisted across the the different seasons as you select those, and um, and so yeah, using context for shared UI state, I've got like two or three of those. Um, it's it's not something you need to use very often. So state management can be really co-located, um, and uh, Remix manages all the server state, so it makes it really awesome. Uh, and then of course, like it's always a really nice to not have a layout component as well. Um, in all other frameworks uh, like of this 
you know, uh, React frameworks. I'm, I'm talking specifically about Next and, and Gatsby. Um, on every route, even like on on children, quote unquote, children routes, you have to render all of the parents for uh, that route. So if we had this details route, uh, I would have to not only render the details, but also render the list and the top nav. And you can abstract that away and stuff, but it's really nice to not have to worry about that and just focus on the area of the app that I care about. And um, because of nested routing, we have all of these nice things um, where Remix knows what data to go and request. So that's that's basically like the, my spiel from my talk. Um, and you can take a look at the slides if you want to uh, as well. I do talk a little bit about how Remix and Prisma are phenomenal. Remix uh, or uh, Prisma has awesome migrations is one thing I talked about. And then the TypeScript stuff from, um, from Prisma just works really nicely with the loader. And I, I give an example of um, using uh, Prisma's awesome TypeScript um, capabilities with a Remix loader and being able to just access all of that in the data or in the, the component. And what makes this so awesome is it um, because all of our loader stuff is happening on the server, we can load a silly amount of data, as much data as we need to from any APIs we're using, and then filter that down to just the, AP, to just the data that our page needs. And then that's all type safe. Um, but what this means is you don't have the data overfetching problem, which is the reason that a lot of people are using GraphQL. In GraphQL, you can totally use with, with uh, Remix, no problem. But um, it's really nice to not have to ship the GraphQL client, which is an enormous library, um, just so that you can have you know optimi optimized queries and caches and and uh, only load the data that you need or whatever. You don't need to do that um, because you can filter all this stuff out in your loader uh, and not ship more than than you absolutely need. So that is another really phenomenal phenomenal feature of Remix. So anyway, when my talk comes out, I will definitely tweet about it. Um, so you can keep up with that. I'll, I'll put it on the Discord as well. Um, and you can get a deeper dive into, into some of this with like the visuals and everything. Um, and I've, I've got more things that I wanted to talk about too. But this is by far the longest um, call uh, response that I have given. And I hope that it was interesting uh, and helpful as you make your decision on what uh, frameworks you want to invest your time into. Uh, Remix uh, is the one tool that has made me more productive than anything else I can think of uh, as far as like building websites. Um, Prisma has also been phenomenal and Fly.io and, and uh, everything. Tailwind has been awesome. But um, Remix takes the cake. It is so it's awesome. It's so productive-inducing um, because of the these things that I've talked about. So hopefully that was helpful. Thank you for the question. Um, I, I appreciated the opportunity to kind of lay it all out there for you. And um, I do have a workshop coming up in uh, January and February. So, I mean, there's full transparency for you, um, <laughs> I guess. Like, maybe he's he's tricking us. He just wants us to buy tickets to our workshop. But um, I, I made the workshop because I think it's amazing, uh, not so that I could trick people into buying tickets for the workshop. So uh, I'm really, really happy with Remix. Um, and if you think my site is pretty cool, then uh, I think that you'll like it too. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to stop talking now. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. This has been the Call Kent podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.